Hello again and welcome back to Move, Breathe, Live. Um, just a quick reminder that throughout these episodes, if you know me by now, I like to occasionally, well I don't necessarily like to, but I do occasionally swear, I probably do like to in all fairness, um, as do some of my guests. So if you find that you're around the kids or grandparents or something and perhaps uh, the odd bit of potty mouth isn't really what you need right now, um, perhaps a good time to pop your headphones in or come back to this episode in just a, a little while. So enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. Hello again and welcome back to another episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibbs Coulson, sometimes my wife, Jenny Wren. Uh, today I am bringing you a pretty rad episode with someone who I've kind of looked up to for a while uh, and I've definitely taken big inspiration from in the way I move and teach and generally view um, life, if you like, in this crazy world we live in. Um, his name is Elwan Lacour. He's a French chap who lives in America. Um, he's pretty much the, I'm going to say, the godfather of um, natural movement as we kind of see it in, um, and it's taught today. He kind of codified crawling, climbing, jumping, throwing, all of that shit which as a human we should be doing. And he's put it into a really kind of easy to understand, practical method which gets people outside, out of gyms um, and into their bodies, into their skins, into their own heads um, and it's pretty it's pretty amazing. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, we discuss all kinds of things from um, education, physical education, um, general kind of gym life, um, kind of movement life, how he got started um, and ways in which that perhaps we can improve going forward um, in these in these bodies we have. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. Um, I feel pretty stoked that um, someone in my eyes as um, sort of up there as Erwan was happy to come and chat to me. So I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, please let me know what you think. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that normal jazz, and we will see you on the other side. Look forward to seeing you soon. Cheers, guys. Um, so it's nine, nine, uh, seventeen. Yeah, just. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit past my bedtime for most of the uh, most of the time, but I'm making an exception for you because uh, it's an absolute pleasure to get to talk to you. So, well, likewise. Um, how is it over in the uh, in the states? Uh, you know where I live. It's uh, I mean, at what level? That's the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure at your level, it's probably pretty it nice. Talks about uh, you know what the media talk about and everything is the same perpetual drama um but uh, as for my life it's all good yeah that's a bit like my life in all fairness i think well the uk is all starting to unravel and whatever else these days and un, un, unlock or whatever you want to call it so actually life is pretty much back to normal anyway but my life's been do you know what I mean I teach yoga from my home studio online so I I just I walk my dogs I go for swims in the river down the road <laughs> and I uh and I teach yoga and do you know what I mean in, in many ways this whole lockdown thing's been wonderful for me because uh 
I haven't had to keep going and seeing driving around the country to tiny little halls teaching people they just come to me online I just get to be in nature more I love it I love it that's good so yeah there are positives exactly for me it was I mean it's been a huge positive for me and actually well in some ways I'd like to think that some people had um perhaps learned something from it but I'm not sure they really have so um yeah we'll see um so yeah um I guess just a quick overview of what this is all about, really. Um, so as I say, I'm a nurse originally. My background is um, from nursing. I was a coronary care nurse and a accident emergency nurse. And I kind of got a bit fed up with pretty much always trying to look after people too late. So it was always, you know, everyone was coming into hospital with heart disease you know, they would come in with uh, high blood pressure, you know, raised heart rates. And and here the doctors are saying, right, here's five pills. Off you go. We'll see you in, um, we'll, we'll check up on you in six months. And then I got really fed up with all that, with the heart side and went to A&E. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, you've got non-specific low back pain. Well tough shit basically there's nothing we can do go home take some anti-inflammatories get on with it and by the and i've always been big into movement and stuff and i kept looking at these people going there's another way there is another way and so i ended up leaving nursing and i kind of did my yoga training in there somewhere and the whole time i've just been on this journey of trying to figure out how you help people without them well help people help themselves. I think that's the biggest thing is actually how can you show someone that you don't need to rely on a healthcare service for health. It can be there for when you are uh, unwell. Um, And so that led me through um, yoga. And then I kind of got lost in the yoga world and it kind of wasn't really answering my questions movement wise. And then I found you guys with MoveNet. And um, I think I actually found it through you on or liberated bodies podcast perhaps so that was quite a while ago but i think it might have been that podcast um and then the work you did with katie bowman uh or you know the work you has how she's been involved with some of your work um yeah yeah and 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 basically through all of that stuff it's kind of uh yeah i now do movement therapy stuff and i just i just think that it's kind of fascinating for me because whilst with you there's the the movement side but there's actually the philosophy behind it as well so i kind of want to dive into yes a whole bunch about movement but the podcast is called move breathe live um and you a bit like me are into your free diving as well um i'm a new i'm a new free diver but i i love breath work so um yeah i want to dive into all of this jazz if possible and just from someone who is as experienced as you and who has led the way in pioneering if you like what I see what I was seeing as a nurse and the ways out of it you've kind of pioneered that so I kind of want to get chatting to you about all that stuff that's all right let's do it let's do it perfect so First things first, I'm going to let you introduce yourself if, if possible and just let the listeners know who you are, a little bit about your background, and then we'll kind of 
dive in from there? It's, it's better if you if you in, like make an uh, well. Okay. How many, how many episodes of your podcast have you recorded? Uh, well, I'm going to do an intro as in like I will record like an intro beforehand. Got it. And so there will be that. But just as a, a quick kind of hello, I'm Erwan and I, this is kind of my background. I'm going to do, a, I'll, 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 there'll be like a five minute intro at the beginning um, before before the episode. So people will have an idea. It's best if we do that a little more uh, organically, like uh, we jump into a conversation together. And- yeah, man. You know, which does not prevent you from adding a, you know, like pre-designed, you know, well-crafted pre- uh, presentation beforehand. And then, boom, you know, we, we delve, delve right, right in our conversation. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, how do I pronounce your first name, by the way? Uh, it's a bit of a weird one. It's Wibbs, W-I-B-B-S. Yes. Right. Um, hey, Wibbs, you know, pleasure. Uh, yeah. And you know, and then so tell us, you know, who you are, whatever, what you do. Yeah. Like, you know. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me, Owen. Thanks at twenty past nine my time. Obviously, you're over in the states. Um, so, as I say, thanks for coming to join me on Move, Breathe, and Live. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what, uh, how it is, if you like you came to be the founder or what drove you into wanting to bring a movement education around natural movement? Yeah, I think there's, um, so hey, hi, Whips, uh, and hi, everybody. Uh, (laughs) In your life, there's a web of um, circumstances and, you know, background experiences that lead you to become who you are on top of, you know, at some point, obviously, your personal choices in life. Uh, basically, at some there's a point in your life where you have to decide who you choose to be. Yes. Um, not just what you do or what you want to have. And um, so, my background. I start natural movement like everybody else. You know, you're a little baby. You start crawling. You start. You know, we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's part of us. It's part of our natural behavior. Uh, luckily, uh, not only I had the same, you know, natural movement birthright as everybody else, but I had a dad and parents who were not only letting us go play outside, but would encourage us to go play outside. As a matter of fact, I remember being a little kid and uh, we had those Again, luckily, too, we had those woods just right outside the house, which was, you know, a house in the suburbs, far away suburbs of Paris. So still some fields, you know, and some nature. And then those, those woods with those uh, Fontainebleau-like boulders, mm-hmm. pretty much a little Fontainebleau. And so a lot of parents would tell their kids, don't go outside. Your leg, you know, it's dangerous, this and that. And sometimes it is, right? Some neighborhoods can be seriously rough. But uh, nature, the woods, it was there. And not only I would go with my parents and we would climb the boulders together, do this, you know, go uphill and downhill on my dad's shoulders and, you know, with my brothers and sisters. And so we were encouraged to do that. 
And I was encouraged by my dad to push my limits or he had already, you know, maybe we could call that an old school, but very valuable yeah, yeah. view on um, how to basically you don't need to wait for school to get physical education. You yeah. do it outside in nature. So that's where it starts. Yeah. And I kept doing that and I kept climbing trees and scaling stuff and crawling and being in nature and doing all these movements. I kept doing it on my own a lot just because it was fun and because I had been instilled from early on a love for uh, being outside, fresh air, the sun, the mud, the cold, all of that, you know, just na nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was uh, a young adult, I joined a, a very confidential group in Paris. It was kind of a pre-parkour approach where we were scaling scaffoldings and bridges in Paris and do all kind of really seriously wow. dangerous stuff, climbing, you know, jumping from roof to roof kind of things. Doing uh, breathing, a lot of breathing drills, a lot of cold plunging. Okay. So when people ask me, oh, so you know about Wim Hof, I'm like, yeah, well, so basically uh, I was doing a ton of those trainings. A long time before. <laughs> a long time before, not to his level. Um, so and then people ask me, so have you heard of parkour? Well, I was doing parkour before parkour was a thing. Yeah. Um, even though it was maybe a little differently, um, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, do you know about intermittent fasting? Well, thing is, we were, you know, uh, fasting every, you know, once a week, 24 hours or, you know, uh, 72 hours, whatever, you know, 48 hours fasting all the time, often, you know, having one meal a day. Okay. So do you know about Irving, you know, barefooting? Well, we would do all our trainings barefoot. Yeah. So, um, you get me any, you know, talk to me about any of those, um aspects you know like looks like novelty and you know novel discoveries of you know biohacking you know ways to be healthy like it's gonna one of the things sorry, i was gonna bring up sorry, around I that i don't want to brag or to look like you know blasé but i've done it all yeah. when starting when i was um basically a little kid but uh, as a young adult starting when i was 19 and i'm 49 yeah so it's been 30 years and you know those new health and fitness niche you know um or trends just started a few years ago yeah i was doing it that long ago and some other people were doing it in their own ways before and before and before so it's a long line of people and it will keep on, you know, it may become mainstream or not mainstream or just a trend, one of those trends within the mainstream. And that's a very positive thing. Yes. So that experience that I'm talking about lasted for uh, that very dedicated, very radical, very uh, maverick, uh, misfit kind of lifestyle. Literally, you know, I had long hair, you know, I wouldn't watch TV. It was... Oh, uh, Another thing, minimalism. Man, I was a minimalist already. You know, I had like very little things. I had like three books, a uh, few clothes, all black. Um, you know, <laughs> not trying to accumulate any object. Um, 
so I was really old there. And years later, I reflected on that experience, that past, that training. And um, I was, how can I make th this radical, that can be seen as radical, you know, by conventional standpoint how can i make it accessible because it's got benefits for your yeah. health your well-being for your phys physical physiological mental emotional all that how can i make it accessible to people and that's how i created movenat the natural movement i was like okay number one is to move that number one is to already to restore the way we we should naturally move uh, that's universal to our species at least originally before yeah. <laughs> modern lifestyles um so natural movement. And so I, I started to delineate, to explain all the principles that make movement natural and to talk relentlessly about it with a vision that it would become mainstream. And, but because it would obviously not just be a philosophy that you talk about, but an, act, an actual experience that you practice and that becomes you know, something that's part of your life, there will be also the need for a method on how to train those movements so that a little like a martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you think of uh, running, jumping, climbing, balancing, moving on all fours, lifting, carrying all of these movements, you're like, well, it's natural, so let's just, just do whatever. Let's just do it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, but that's not the way it works. It's just as if you were to tell anyone, well, you want to learn self-defense, just go, just go in the street, man. Just, you know, go to a bar, be a little naughty and be a little nasty and just, you know, just figure, figure it out. Quiet and you'll figure it out. You're going to learn. Maybe you'll get knocked out. Maybe you'll prevail. It's not the way it works. You typically go to um, a martial arts school, an academy, whatever it is, um, and you learn techniques. Yeah. Right. You, 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 does that mean that you don't know how to throw a punch or a kick or, or bite or gouge an eye or wrestle? You probably have some instinct for it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's going to take you that far. Um, so there's a learning curve where you, where you work on reflexes and, you know, um, uh, techniques and uh, peripheral vision and alertness and responsiveness and all that. Right. Okay. So you do the same with natural movement. Can you run? Yeah, you can run, but maybe you run like shit. Yeah. You don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Maybe uh, even you breathe, the way you breathe is oh. completely off, and you don't even know what's more natural than breathing. So the idea was to inspire people back to practicing the whole scope of natural movement, not just running, not just lifting, not just balancing, not just jumping, just all of it to become physically capable for the real world. Um, there was no school for that, no method for that back then. Yeah. Now there is MoveNet. And uh, not only that, but because we all have natural movement in us, but to create a method that's effective at making you more efficient at those movements that mm -hmm. you, you train. So first off, techniques. Technique and then through the technique you condition. Yeah, yeah. So that was my vision, to bring that to the world. Um, and I had a simple idea, which is, um, you know, when you look at, uh, you go to a park and you look at people, if you see somebody who does yoga, 
or tai chi capoeira or conventional fitness you know push-ups and crunches and stuff even if you're personally physically inactive what you you know what they're doing mm-hmm. you can you can identify which is their the specific movement or physical behavior that they're doing why well because it's it's culturally known and agreed on and normal or you know it's part of the scene it's part of it's part of what you you know uh back then you would imagine uh adults yeah uh hanging to a tree uh climbing the tree jumping off to a roll to a sprint to moving on all fours and things like that and you would be wondering like what are they doing (laughs) that person is crazy put a name on it today you could say oh that might be parkour you know people know move that natural movement uh primal movement there's all kind of terms that you know people may have there's more mainstream awareness and my vision was how come that what's actually the most natural to us most natural physical behavior most ancient looks like it's something alien to our society What's up with that? So I wanted to be the one, I had the vision that I would be the one to restore its, uh, as we say in French, lettre de noblesse, you know, like a nobility okay. step on what's basically crazy valuable, still absolutely relevant um, in terms of behavior, but in terms of, you know, capability, physical capability. Uh, you can do handstands, great. You can, you can dance, fantastic. Um, you can do a, a, you can heavy bench, you know, uh, bench press. Great. You can play football. Awesome. Tennis. Great. But hey, do you have a physical education, a physical capability that applies to situations of real life day to day or in more challenging situations? Do you have that? Do you possess that um, ability? Are you equipped with the skills? That's the question. I believe that most people are not. Mm-hmm. Vision that we could change the culture or improve the culture and enrich the culture into including that idea of fitness that would actually look at being capable for the real world with your body and not just looking at the way your body looks. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No, that makes total sense to me. I, am, I mean, that's one of the things that brought me towards you in the move that world was I... I personally have a dis distaste for gyms. I just can't, I don't like being in them. I don't like being inside and working the out. Only one. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have always a bit, probably a bit like you climbed trees and um, swung around and tried to, you know, I, I, I spend five to seven months, depending on the English weather, uh, barefoot, sort of everywhere um, and I get a lot of very strange looks from that one in fact when I came and did one of the move that courses in London with Jerome um, I'm emailed it because he said oh we have you have to you know wear some minimalist type shoes and I said well, I do have some minimalist type shoes but I actually live barefoot so can I just be barefoot and he said I think you're that's the only time I've ever had someone ask can I not wear shoes normally everyone is like can I wear normal trainers rather than minimalist right. shoes um and so from my perspective like i have used a lot of even prior to doing some of the move that work but then 
with how you've if you like codified it and made it more of a form type thing being able to use that with my clients has been huge because actually like you said with whether you can play football or you can squat a big weight or bench press everything that comes from human movement if you can do all of that better the idea of like doing the basics well then you can build everything on top of it and you watch you know the amount of athletes who can't they can't do a deep squat and yet then they're you know expecting to stick I don't know 150 kilos on their back and then squat that instead and so you know and it's it's still strange because I was trying to get some footballers I work for the local football club Ipswich Town Football Club and I was trying to get one of the I was trying to explain to them that doing some crawling would be super beneficial for them for you know for their ranges of mobility and all sorts and they basically just looked at me like I was mental and were like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not into doing that. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And there's a few people who have come along for the ride, but you know, it's, I, I, there's obviously still a bit of a way to go, but I think from what was your first video you did? Was it like the, the workout that the world forgot or something? It's one of the first. Yeah. Ones. The workout the world forgot was the first video that I released. And I think from there through to where we are now i think there's definitely a far greater understanding awareness that actually a human natural movement is the basis of all of your other sports and stuff out from that and so yeah as a pt just recently qualified but as a movement therapist i use a lot of that work and people are kind of like oh i can actually see where this goes and actually the applicability into life um so with that, and I was bringing this up, I was having a chat with someone the other day, but you've mentioned the idea of physical education. Now, I have an issue with the deaf, well, if you like, with schools and their idea of what they class as physical education, I personally think is just a little bit of a joke because actually, certainly in the UK, um, you know, PE is classed as the time when you go and put your football boots on, you just go and play football for an hour in between doing maths and science. And there's no education around, around the physicality of the human body and how to move it better or understand it better. And actually how that then plays out into as some of the other bits you've said around the mental and emotional and, um, you know, that side of the health as well. And actually how important being able to move pain-free, smoothly, easily, how how important that is for regulating every other system within the body, which would in a school system also then help with everything else you're doing. But instead it's just seen as, oh, go and put your football boots on and we'll just go and dick around for half an hour playing football. And I don't know, certainly I kind of remember being at primary school and we had the, like the bars on the walls that you'd pull out and then you could climb. And, and it's almost like when we were in primary school, there was a better idea of what physical education should be, i.e. a slightly more primitive, primal, natural, whatever you want to call it thing. But as I got older and I, I I don't have children, so I don't, they're not at school or anything. I don't know, but it seems to me that 
PE, there is no education. It's just a physical thing you have, like the government have said you have to do, but actually that's mandated to next to nothing. And that, <laughs> how short-sighted that is. So um, you'd like my uh, my feedback on what you just uh, talked about, uh, which I fully agree with, by the way. Um, uh, it's been um, what I've been talking about since the inception of, uh, of MoveNet. Um, I also talk about it in my book. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about when you mention uh, uh, the, the soccer guys and football guys um, being... Um, you know, baffled by you know, the suggestion that they could benefit from moving on all fours um, or looking at the content of <clears throat> PE programs in school, you know, being ridiculously, you know, just, it, it's, uh, I don't want to be too hard because, I, you know, you might, you may have a physical education, you know, uh, PE teachers out there who are really doing their absolute best to do, you know, to educate the kids and to, and so I don't want to, you know, uh, not their work and, or their, their heart because they, they do have a heart for what they do and for the kids that they're trying to educate, but uh, they're also not in charge of the programs. And if they were, it would probably change a lot. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about basically the unspecialized nature of, you know, what's the natural movement foundation. Every uh, wild animal species have their own natural movement. Obviously, the natural movement of a dolphin is not the natural movement of the eagle, um, the natural movement of the snake or the natural movement of the mountain lion. You know, a uh, dolphin sucks at uh, flying or... Um, <laughs> slivering um, on sand uh, they sliver really good in in water but they can't climb a tree and uh, the eagle cannot really dive uh, in the ocean or you know be at ease in the ocean etc so humans are actually incredibly versatile in the way they're able to move we're talking about not just spontaneous movement like look at my move you know uh um, the break dancing, or you know, uh, yeah, you know, acrobatics and stuff. We're talking about um, original human beings, our ancestors, or current you know hunter gatherers who live in nature, and all the kind of movements they could have to do: walking, moving on all fours, uh, balancing, jumping, climbing, lifting and carrying. You know, going after game that they hunt, for instance. It's very very versatile. Not, I don't actually don't know of any other um, animal species that is as versatile as human beings. And yet in our day-to-day life, the way we move is close to nothing. Mm. Uh, when you look at most people's day-to-day movement behavior, uh, it consists in standing up, walking a few steps to the next seat, and then sit for hours. You know, so that's the only variety of movement. Walk, you know, stand, sit, lay down, lay down <laughs> at night. That's not much. There's not, there's absolutely uh, close to zero variety. There's a little frequency. There's only frequency in the little options mm. that we have culturally. Um, and so, 
But originally, that whole scope of natural movement, the natural movement of human beings, is very versatile. And in fact, um, we, for instance, all sports, all physical activities, modern physical activities are only made possible because of a foundation of natural movement. We can play uh, soccer, you know, football, whatever we call it. Uh, we can play football because we have an ability to run and we can kick things. Um, we can play tennis because we have an ability to run and because we also have developed an ability to throw and to catch, which we do through a racket. Yeah. Um, those are basically um, concealed. It's a concealed or, or uh, um, I'd say recycled, I don't know what term to use exactly, uh, basically natural movement behaviors. Yeah. Uh, we channel into a regulated, very specific physical behavior, which we call sports. Um, so all, all movements, uh, all physical activities, all sports were made possible because we have natural movement, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that in that hyper-specialized appro approach to physical behavior through sports or specific uh, movement-based disciplines, that to have an overall foundation which is natural movements, uh, complete physical behavior, complete original, universal, ev evolutionarily natural uh, movement behavior would make us overall physiologically, uh, physiologically conditioned, neurologically conditioned, neuromuscularly conditioned, whatever, you know, we, we're going to talk about the same thing uh, using different terms. Yeah. That basically would be more functional, more ready, overall, more able, more healthy, more resilient. And that this foundation, if we were to maintain it, would support performance in specific uh, performance. Yeah. To begin with, by just making us also uh, um, healthier, more resilient. Yes. Right? Because uh, when you have uh, specific sports that you train over and over and over, you can have um you know uh, overuse yeah, you can have uh, all kind of imbalances that are created by that and as for um physical education what's the point of education education is making you ready for specific task or general task making you ready for life i mean when you talk you get kids in school so that you educate them on diverse uh, fields diverse um areas of knowledge that prepares them for also for life, for being functional in today's society. So when you think of physical education, it should make you ready not to play a sport necessarily, but ready for particular or general or specific demands of the real life, of the real world, which you're not going to acquire such capability by only training sports. It may help you. It's better than nothing. There's some value to it, but it should not be the priority. The priority of physical education programs in school should be to support what all kids across the planet universally do by instinct, which is natural movement. Yeah. They jump, they, they land, they hang, they climb, they lift Throw. and throw and catch and run and do all these kind of things. 
This is what they do by instinct. There's a reason why we do that universally, regardless of culture, of background, of uh, status, you know, all these things of ethnicity, all, those, all these things that make a, a given individual identity. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that has anything to do with identity when it comes to natural movement. It's just in your DNA, you're human, you have human natural movement in you. You'll have an instinct to start doing it very early on. And if it wasn't for society to pressure, peer pressure you into stopping doing that, you would keep doing it for fun, but also for practical applications. And you would end up being a, a capable, physically capable adult. Is it, is it what's going going on? Is it what's happening in today's society? No. Is it what uh, PE programs supports in school? No. Do uh, PE teachers have the, the leisure to completely modify that to make it mm. more real, more sustainable, more useful, literally, to kids uh, so that they can grow up strong to become able to operate their own body in, in tangible and practical ways? No. So, yes, it's a joke. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's um, hopefully it will evolve. Yeah, I hope so. Because um, one of the things along with what you said a bit earlier about what you were kind of hoping for, what, you know, one of the re one of the things you wanted, if you like, move now to be was something that was useful, tangible in real life situations. So essentially, I d it might not be exactly what you said earlier, but I know I've pretty much read slash heard you say it. essentially if you're in the shit then you want your body to be able to you want to be able to trust that you can get out of it for want of a better word and um one of the things that goes with that in my head is when we're in stressful situations obviously our it's easy to freeze and it's easy to go into that place of either i'm going to run away or i'm going to freeze and and actually putting your body through putting yourself through some of the things that you do in movement so the jumping you know precision landing all of this kind of stuff especially as you kind of perhaps move away from the immediacy of being like jumping from one pad on a floor to another and you know if you jump from a step to a step or a handrail to a handrail or you know as as these things build up that increases your the level of stress you apply to yourself in a controlled manner and actually being able to stay calm and controlled in that place is going to give you a far better ability to control the, the external stresses that the world throws at you as well. Wouldn't it? <laughs> That's kind of how I've seen it anyway. Yeah. It's, um, it's adaptability. Mm. It's adaptability. Uh, when you look at uh, what we are, um, even the reason why we have a brain, which neuroscience explains, you know, but trees don't have a brain because they don't have locomotion, they don't move through space. Not that they don't have a consciousness, but they don't have a brain. Mm -hmm. Because to have a brain means uh, you are an animal, you are a creature uh, that's alive and that needs to stay alive and that needs to uh, obtain resources from. Uh, the environment where it is comfortable typically um, but by moving through space which requires 
basically a ton of anticipation of what's going to be your next move. But that anticipation, um, it has to be adaptable because the environment is wild. So it's untamed, it's uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. You cannot regulate it. So if you cannot regulate your environment, the environment where you live uh, or where you move, you can only regulate the way you move through it, which requires adaptability. So what or who or what handles that adaptability? Well, it's not your body. Your body responds to your brain and your brain needs to sense what's, what is outside as it touches that outside and also before it does by smell or uh, vision or echolocation uh, or, you know, depending on the species you belong yeah, yeah. to. All right. So the brain needs to do basically math, a lot of calculation. It's very complex because you have to, um, you have in real time to adjust and in real time also to anticipate where you place your limbs, at what angle, in what direction you apply force, how much force for how long, you know, uh, what kind of uh, tension, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera based on your nerves, based on the input you get from from the outside world. So it's a crazy complex interaction and that's what the brain does. And this is by the way, why most of the neurons in the brain are in the cerebellum, which is like a big nut that's at the back of your skull, back in the bottom, you know, just uh, uh, basically at the top of the the spinal cord, just behind what's called the, the brainstem, you have the cerebellum, it has more neurons even though it's a much smaller part of a brain, more neurons than in your, you know, prefrontal lobe, mm-hmm. like cortex, neocortex, all that, those areas that are basically there for us to think and do abstract thinking and mathematics and all. But the reason um, for having a brain, again, number one is so that we can move through complex environments. So it makes all sense that as we engage frequently uh, the body uh, in the way it's supposed to behave or originally it was supposed to behave or was designed to behave which is adaptable movement through complex environments which is natural movement let's move now that it reignites and mobilizes the brain and boosts brain function in the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. and because of that the benefits to the brain are huge because when you have you, you refire, reignites all kind of circuits, <clears throat> neuronal circuits in the brain that were dormant or non-existent. Um, when you live a life where again day to day your movement behavior is restricted to sit, stand, walk, and yeah. walk little, low intensity on flat, stable, predictable surfaces yeah there's no stimulation for the brain there Uh, like close to zero close to none whereas originally the brain is not there to think and think and think and think and think and think it's there normally to just make you move effectively uh, efficiently and safely through complex natural wild environments so yeah no not a surprise that you know, when people do natural movement, again, the 
effects they feel on their nervous system, on the brain, on the well-being, on their mental clarity and focus. You know, it's not just, oh, I feel better in my body. You feel better in your own skin. You feel better in your mind, in your even your emotional levels, everything. Because everything yeah. is related. Yeah, absolutely. I think it does. I think one of the other reasons, I guess, is most of the time when you do natural movement as well, tend to do it outside for the for the most part so you kind of get out which i think there's also that again as you say the uneven floor the you know you've got all of that sensory input um but uh as well as that you mean just the general nature around you is also going to help with that whole down regulation and huge huge absolutely yeah because uh but again um actually i was posting on twitter uh just uh, just before, um, you know, like a tweet that has like already like a lot of success, which is uh, imagine taking wild animals and uh, restricting their natural movement, as mm. in you know basically holding them in a zoo, um, and the huge negative impact on their physiology and, and mind. You know, some you know will be so sad and depressed and bored that they just literally let themselves die. Yeah culturally so far off that naturalness in in us that we needed a path back a method a philosophy that that inspires us that reminds us that it's still there and it's still potent it's still what we need it's still a biological necessity that when we discard it when we neglect it we pay the price and when people are sick, when they are ill, when they're depressed, all of these elements of modern lifestyle, and they don't know why. Yeah. Is, is it I have the wrong pills? Uh, I should you know, have a better physician, better doctor, or better treatment, but that's, uh, that's downstream. Uh, or when they're like, should I go to the gym? Well, it's going to be very mechanistic and probably boring too. Uh, you still won't be outside. You still will have a very mechanical, very predictable um, physical behavior that will look like a chore and feel like a chore because it will be a chore yeah. that you will have to punish yourself with for not being in shape or not being healthy. And then you'll be, you'll be looking for the magic supplement. You'll be looking for you know, one-size-fits-all solutions yeah. or very specific solutions that are not solutions because they are too specific. Um, is that uh, life is the practice of energy at every level and so until you realize that and realize the whole scope of your needs because you realize the complexity of who you are as a person not just in terms of identity and you know your own narrative about your story and definition of who you are who you want to be but it's very important but you're also a nervous system, you're a biological unit, you have lots of needs um, that are very basic and simple, but they are very natural, but natural, not in terms of, uh, uh, let's eat uh, granola, it's natural, or kale, or do yoga, um, that's cool, but um, just go outside, climb yeah, a tree. Exactly. Uh, uh, cross a river, um, lift a rock, uh, run, move on all fours, breathe the air, uh, soak the, that light through your skin, scream a bit, 
in 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 in, in the woods. Um, yeah, like be primal, uh, but also um, you can make it a practice uh, that is very mindful. That you train like a martial art, where you become really, you start to master those adaptable natural movements. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to you know. That's a lot to do. Well, listen, you everybody's already doing a lot. You live your life, you do a lot. Yeah. A lot of things you do in a day. You, know, you eat, you move, you, well, at least just a bit. Um, you do your little movement, uh, you eat, you work, uh, you get busy. Maybe you're busy uh, watching shows, whatever it is. But, so you're already living that life, spending that time, which is your life, doing something, being yeah. busy with something, right? So there's already, you're already doing a lot. Now, could you do a lot still, just different? Mm -hmm. That's not more to do. No. It's different to do. So what are your priorities, right? So uh, uh, you have a phone. You know how to operate your phone. You know the little applications and this and that. And then when you look at the battery and it's super low, you're like, oh, my God, can't let that happen. And you plug it because you want to recharge your phone, right? Man, I don't. I think that a lot of people don't even treat them themselves as nicely as they treat their electronics, right? No. How about you recharge your energies, your batteries? And do you know how? Do you yeah. know what it is that you need? No, not a energy energy drink. That's not what you need. No, you don't need the three times a week or two times a week, uh, you know, half hour, uh, one hour exercise at the gym. It's just... That's not enough. No. Right. So whenever people say, I don't have a time, uh, you want to tell them you have so much time. Uh, you just don't allocate your time in a way that is healthy. Yeah. Well, I don't have a time to move. Yeah, but you have a time to be on your phone several hours a day, don't you? Or on your computer or on, on your watching shows on TV. Shows. You have time for that, right? So don't, don't, it's not, about, it's not about you, what you, you know, I don't care if you try to bullshit me, but why are you bullshitting yourself? Exactly. Don't bullshit yourself. Why are you not acknowledging that your health is not your priority, except when you become sick, which is when you expect a quick fix? Yeah. That's not fixing anything. Just no. alleviating the symptoms for a moment. A little band-aid mm -hmm. over a the root cause is still there. So what are your priorities? In to understand your priorities, look at your value system. What's your value system? How, what is the representation you have of yourself? Do you envision yourself as being healthy, capable? And if yes, then do you know how to be that? How do you know how to obtain and maintain such health? Um, and to put the work, to put the time, to invest your energy into experiencing that instead of experiencing something else that's you know is less relevant, such yeah. as you know watching shows, playing video games for hours and hours and hours. This is a choice mm -hmm. made, and it, in the end, it boils down to 
who do you choose to be? What is the experience you want to have? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we are pretty much near enough coming up to the hour, which is crazy because that feels like it's been about six minutes. But there we go. Um, what I would like, if possible, and I think you pretty much actually nailed it about four minutes ago. Um, but if you were to suggest to someone the like a simple something that they can do to begin to change their life for a happier, healthier way to move breathe and live um you know what would the what they do it's, i mean you pretty much i think nailed it with go outside you know <laughs> yeah right so uh hey also it's a, it's a whole uh, you know natural movement there's the move that method which is you know the the physical part of you know movement practice but uh if you look at natural movement as a whole lifestyle Okay, so uh, yeah, movement, natural movement every day, some frequency and variety of movements, which you can start doing at home. Uh, you could have, uh, you could kneel, you could deep squat, you could do get-ups in your living room, in your backyard if you have one, at the local park. There are lots you can do. Um, you just don't want to be intimidated by whatever looks people um, want to give you. You want to forget about because it's not about people, it's about you. They may not know or understand why is it that you're doing what you're doing, what you do, and this is what matters, right? Yeah. It's not about what people think of you. It's about what you think they may think of you, which is all in your head. Yeah. Just be a thing, be free. But if it's too much for you, just you can do that in a backyard. You can do that at home. Uh, there's a lot of movements that you can do that don't require a lot of, space and that don't require require any equipment okay overall lifestyle you just have the considerations of uh hey baby uh, this is my wife and kids that are coming back huh? amazing um so uh you have uh, the uh the necessity of uh, getting good sleep so if you are again uh okay let's use the word wasting time uh, with uh, electronics that could be allocated to sleeping more do that because improving your sleep will make you uh, just amazingly healthier overnight no pun intended <laughs> very quickly so sleep movement go outside go outside go outside especially uh, as the weather improves get some sunshine on your skin this yeah. you know sleep Sunlight um, movement. If you've got three pillars already, you know, forget about the supplements, forget about the, the, all this, you know, whatever things that are going to make you healthy through a device. Uh, yeah. Just you have a device. All right. Take care Absolutely. of yourself. All right. Perfect. I love it. Well, I mean, I had a whole bunch I wanted to dive into around breathing, free diving, whatever else, but who knows, maybe we can do another one sometime right. to further down the line and we can, uh, we can get yeah. into all of the breathing side as well. Um, well, thank you so much, Ewan. That was such a pleasure. Um, enjoy, enjoy your afternoon and hopefully I will catch up with you sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.